Are you wondering what your favorite wacky nerds are up to? Search for Campaigns of the Plains on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and Facebook, and make sure to follow and like us to keep up with all our content and news. You might also find exclusive content for fans only. Remember to catch us on YouTube every Friday at noon for a new episode of Campaigns of the Plains. Hey, everybody. Uh, this is out of character for the missing episode. Uh, I think it was episode... 70? No. 80? I think it was episode 80. 80? Yes, 80. That feels right. Uh, so, unfortunately, due to some technical issues, uh, episode 80 will not be airing, unfortunately. Unless you want to read lips. If you can read lips... We'll, we'll air it. That would be an interesting take, I think. <laughs> <laughs> Special uh, bonus to anyone who can manage to uh, accurately transcript the entire thing in the comments. Oh, I mean, <laughs> even better if you can make it funnier. I mean, yeah, right. more points to you. Just uh, put anything down there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Badly red lips. Oh, yes. Love them. Uh, anyway, so, uh, in episode 79, the group had, uh, been told that they have an airship waiting for them to, uh, take them over to Sapphiris, which is the next, uh, intended target of the party, uh, as many... All roads lead to Sapphiris. Yeah, all roads do lead to Sapphiris. Uh, quite a few people have, have some business in Sapphiris, so... <laughs> <laughs> Real quick, how how painful was it with all of the uh, trolling that we were putting out for? Oh, like, uh, I think we uh, I think, think we, we have to go to Sapphiris. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> you, know, you know what? Let's go over here. <laughs> Listen, guys. Even if your party makes fun of it and says, "Oh yeah, we're we're totally gonna go," don't ever expect them to go that way because. For some reason, there's still the possibility of them hijacking their airship and still taking it to another country or something. Let's go to the mists, guys. Yeah, good luck with that. <laughs> you know what? I'm down for retirement. Let's fuck this. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, anyway, so uh, they actually got introduced to their airship, and it was kind of this sleek, shiny metallic color most of the airship was and it had uh, two thrusters on the and, back and it's made out of metal so that it can't catch on it, fire. It is made out of mostly metal. Mostly yes. metal. So we can't... Yeah, Milos. Yeah. He's not here to defend himself this time so you know, a poorly placed fireball can't just destroy the whole thing again. True. How did... How did... How the fuck did I get blamed for that, by the way? You... You... <laughs> Well, because the the you that you were before the you that you oh, are now she did it. She did it. was on the ship trying to kill you and take his body back. And it wasn't my fault. And that's ended up your killing. Fault. Uh, and ended up killing Becky. Becky and you multiple times. Well, you almost killing you multiple times. You did so, fly out the hall. You did. Yeah. You went skydiving. I think I think I was unconscious when I flew out, and then you woke did. up you at woke some up point in midair. Though. In the air. <laughs> And then we're unconscious again. I don't want to, like... We should watch that episode and take a shot every time you go unconscious. <laughs> There's a fun game for you guys to go back and watch our episode. Uh, we should make a bingo board for our games. That'd be fun. Yes, I love that idea. Uh, anyway, so... One of them should definitely be Milo's cast. It's Fireball. <laughs> That's when you finish your drink. Yeah. Um, anyway... So they got introduced to their state-of-the-art new ship. Uh, they also got introduced to their crew as well. So they have a full crew manifesting uh, the More ship. people that we have to keep alive. <laughs> They're not making it back. <laughs> we, we plan on doing with this ship. We barely, I don't know. We might need to crash it into something for we cinematic make, effect. We should have people sign a waiver. <laughs> My goodness. There is a high chance you will not survive this. <laughs> <laughs> the survival rate for NPCs in our party. The manner in which you die is we Listen, can't, girl. Guarantee, 
can't guarantee it will not be Orah is still alive. Barely. But he's still alive. Okay, so these guys might not die, but they might have an old dragon trying to crawl out of their skin. Hmm. Yikes. Oh, maybe that, that, there's a higher chance of having something put into your body than there's dying. Oh, shit. We're something. going full aliens now, guys. Yes, chest bursters everywhere. Uh, anyway, the ship, uh, state-of-the-art ship, and uh, the captain had asked them to name it as is convention, since it is brand spanking new right off of the dock. Uh, bad luck to not fly without a name, so uh, the group it's good thing had... it's not bad luck to journey together as a party without a name, because we still haven't come up with one. It is true. We got a few. <laughs> Those fuckers. That's <laughs> probably that's probably what everyone actually knows us. Have those fuckers been in the city? <laughs> you know exactly who you're talking about. <laughs> right. I know just the people. <laughs> uh, but yeah, they christened after much debate. Actually, they christened the ship the Mirage. So uh, they now have an airship named the Mirage. Uh, they. It's fitting since we cast cat crashed the first one in a desert. Oh, I hadn't thought about that implication. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Oh, God. Uh, Anyway, uh, so they had left Doc and had been traveling westward to Sapphras. The first day, they... uh, Ellie had actually uh, introduced the group to the item that she had procured from the circus. Uh, I won it! I told everyone that I won oh. it in a game or something. I won it at the circus and did not elaborate on how I obtained it. I don't think any of us elaborated on how any of us obtained any of the things that we have. And Becky didn't even mention hers, so. I've got a monkey paw. I don't know what I got. What did I give up? I forgot. A bow and yeah, the, bow. the arm things. Oh, the arm thing. I was like, I never seen. I was like, man, so I got rid of something good and it was the arm thing. So but, uh, so. She had placed it on the door uh, in her room and had conjured a magnificent mansion with the doorknob on the inside and had given everybody rooms and places to... I also like to point out a very important story part Josh forgot. Oh? That all of Din's pets now have custom leather collars with their names on them. Oh, yeah. Yeah, my bad for forgetting that one. And we all bought hats. Oh, for some reason, I feel like we all hats. bought hats. Oh, yeah, because we were going on a ship hats. and we needed hats. Especially Becky, who got the, the, the biggest, giant the lady, lady de mess. Uh, the yes. Big mommy. Big mommy. Big mommy. Ah, yes. Yep. Anyway, that was mostly the episode, guys. Din might be cursed. We skipped over that. But we messed with the monkey paw, and Din might be cursed. You don't know. I'm a little concerned that she might be cursed. Mostly because I think you made that item in another campaign. I think that people are going to have to find out next season. Watch and follow for season two to see how cursed Din is. It's just one more cursed person. It's not it in it, right, though? Nope. No? I told you afterwards. No, 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 no in, in the crystal. Yeah, you did. Oh, it was one of those yeah. little um, onion knights, right? Oh, yeah. Yes, it was uh, um, Madragora, one of the ones from yes. the, um, the little onion one. Yeah. So, onion prince. Yep, right? onion so prince. So, the score, if we're keeping track on people in the party that are cursed, is now... You don't know that. Well... It's actually gone down by one because Milo got Milo's got rid of his curse. That's oh, fair. Yeah. So currently, it's just one and a half with Becky because Becky's kind of questionably maybe cursed. This is out of character. I'm, so how many are you cursed? No, no, no he's just him that he was before he was the him that he is now. So he's just body I mean, swapping. I guess from a have you seen point Face of Off? View, that's kind of say. that's kind of meat mark. That's a kind of Marquis. He's kind of Face Off. Yeah, it's more like the soul is possessing the wrong body. Yeah, that's what I've been saying this whole time. Keep up. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm not cursed anymore. No, you just have half a soul. I have a portion of my soul missing. Yes. Damn. Pieces. I like to think it looks like Swiss cheese now. <laughs> Cursed. You got a Swiss soul? Uh, yes. Uh, Eric's character is, is uh, going 100%. through. 
hundred percent cursed. Kind of undead, but alive, but was dead, soul and wrong body. Milos, I'm pointing where Milos would be. Curse removed. Curse removed. Becky. Brought back from the void. Brought back from the void. After having spent years. And I think maybe no longer specifically cursed, affected by Diabolos. Because I kind of made a pact with him to get her soul back, so I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Diabolus. So, so I think his ties are cut with her now. Yeah, Diabolus uh, had severed the pact. Um, so because you guys had made a new yeah, promise to and him, and Peggy had to have a pact with somebody else now, but I don't know if that's really a curse or just an agreement. Oh my God, I owe a still. You do owe Kepka a favor. That's right. Okay, it's okay because I have. We haven't seen him in a while. I made a pact with Diabolos, but in a less cursed way. Yeah. But and I, I wanted like <laughs> Marquise was so mad, so mad. I just Ellie, watched that episode recently. That Ellie that made was that choice. One. Why was he so mad? I got an, I wanted to know. I don't even oh. remember. He was he he was like, no, you can't do this. We're not going to do this. Don't do it. Like he was so mad. Well, it was because you were technically bringing a portion of Diabolos from the void into your oh. world and into me. Like I was taking on a pact with him too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think was that something. I feel like that was, um, it was more like he did, he felt like it was the wrong choice because that would have, that was potentially a catalyst for bringing the, everything that happened there into our, like, Well, then Ellie will be the cause of the destruction and not Becky, and Ellie is okay with that so that Becky is not in a bad place. Ellie is very much like... Stop, stop. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's crumbs. Um, Ellie is very much, what is it, still self-sacrificial for her friends. She'll like, I'll I'll do it. Yeah, I I think (laughs) it was really just like, this guy, this this Diabolos character is why everything really went to shit there. And why would we want to allow that potential problem to come with us? But it's not him I'm summoning, it's just his, I guess, essence. So, so, so far as I I saw the little smirk. What was that? What? What was that? What? Do you have something to say? No. Say also, <laughs> Ellie is concerned about whatever happened to Shadow Realm Ellie to turn her into a crystal. Yeah, maybe that. Yeah, yeah, right? Maybe you just continue. The, the bad the part is, is that I know because I know because I read my character sheet or my char- my class sheet. But mm-hmm. Josh told me I couldn't say anything. Nope. Oh damn! <laughs> that was already spoiled. Man, That's it's, it's a little bit of a spoil out of character spoilers, but not hey, it's a, the name of the show. Yeah, but not a full spoiler. So I I know because I read my 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 character stuff. <laughs> hey, a question from the audience. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so I'm concerned because I know, but I but Ellie doesn't know, so she's but she's concerned too because like how did that happen? Kind of thing. Also, like how does that happen? Like how do you turn yourself into a, some an aeon? Basically, is what kind of what Ellie looked like she did, right? So into a faith, into a faith right? So how does that happen? Because the faiths are not. So far as I'm aware of, or that Ellie is aware of, were human beforehand. The the, the the little people in the crystals were, but like, who was she connected to, or did she turn herself into a, basically a god? Right. That's that's my wondering. Fuck, I don't know. I don't know either. I don't know. Well, the faith are just a catalyst for for the god for the primal for the primals. But what primal was Ellie tied to when there were crystals for all the primals in existence? Did she make herself a primal? That's that's my like what happened. I still <laughs> who have she tied to? No clue. Who sent Marquise back? You don't like in your backstory either. I I purposely left that out because <gasps> well one I don't know shit about yeah. Final Fantasy, uh, and I have tried to do research and I'm still just like ah. Oh. As uh, as somebody I who... turn into full body soup. <laughs> <laughs> as somebody who has left an a wide open backstory for Josh to fuck around with. It is it is a dangerous game to play. 
just yeah. put some things in other I, campaigns. Paige left her whole backstory up <laughs> to Josh once. I gave... And he made her a time traveler. <laughs> that no no a multiversal time traveler. A multiversal travel. time traveler that didn't have memories of any of her That's other. There's no backstory. <laughs> I mean, well, there wasn't a backstory. There's a reason for the backstory. Yeah. Then, after that. So. Yeah. And she kept seeing all of us dying in yeah, various yeah. different ways. It was quite traumatizing. That was a fun character. I, I love seeing, like, giving, like, I loved when you gave me the hints all the time. I was like, that's fun. What should I do? That was the it? first time Josh homebrewed a. Um, Final Fantasy class because you made astrology, astrologian, astrologian, yeah, yeah. Um, and that was kind of a hybrid between one that you found that had already been created, right? And then Josh kind of worked it to fit a little bit better, yeah, balance it out a little bit. Yeah, no, I don't know. I, I, because I gave you like the backstory on who he was in life or, you know. The you you were before, the you you were now, obviously. (laughs) There's, so, the fun part is, uh, I've given you tidbits of information on who, or I suppose what, uh, may have had a hand in it. Um, tidbits, mind you. Just, just little crumbs. But I'm really excited. I'm actually, no, no, they won't, because it's not, uh, it's not a huge Final Fantasy tie-in. No, no, no. This is just backstory stuff. I'm, I'm playing around with you. So, um, but I'm excited for the next season because, uh, we've, in this past season, we've dealt with Becky's arc, um, a little bit longer than I had intended (laughs) since she went to the void. Uh, and she had a little finalization too, a little bit, uh, into her story with, um, Killing her her dragon sire Osa Roshi, so and bitch slapping the shit out of her mom. Well, no, she never touched her. She the hell she didn't. She gave her a firm slap across. The oh yeah, that's right. Yep. <laughs> um, but then she finds out that she has a father who may or may not be alive yet. Yeah, so, uh, who is also in Sapphire. So there's a little bit of that for her. Mm. We dealt a little bit with Milo. We, we did a lot, lot with we Milos. We did a lot with Milos's backstory for sure. Yeah. Yep. Um, which you know everything to do with um, his actual parents. Mm-hmm. Um, that was a fun one with Milos. I wish he was here to uh, talk about it because uh, he had uh, this kind of backstory in mind that he was just uh, treated really well. Uh, by his aunt for whatever reason, and I was like, "Oh no!" But I have a reason, and I've got a, a pretty big one going on. So, um, I, lo- I loved his whole little arc, and then we got to like meet his real parents alongside him, and we got to like save his father and save his mother and like save his um, uh, you know, aunt and uncle that are his adoptive parents. Mm-hmm. It's really it was really cool. I really like Milos' little arc and his little city. Really and we cool. found out that. He, he put in his backstory, he was like, oh, just kind of in passing, he was like, may or may not have had a sister that I didn't really know about. And and I was like, oh, but you're gonna. <laughs> I like the little tie-in with his sister. I'm excited to see where that goes. That'd that's, be, in, that's interesting, yeah. Be um, some plot seeds going forward. But I, yeah, um, I feel like we, we dealt a little, actually quite a bit with... Um, with Ellie uh, in the forest, but... Yeah, you know, it's funny. So I didn't give you a, like, a backstory for Ellie of which she's on this grand quest or she's got these big things that she needs to accomplish. It was mostly, like, she doesn't want to be a hero and she doesn't want to be here, but she feels like she needs to be. That was, like, her whole thing. Like, she just... she. She didn't want to be the hero. She wanted to cheer on somebody else that wanted to be the hero, which was Reese. Reese wanted to be the hero. He wanted to do the big things. And he is a hero in a way. And he is a hero in in a way, but somebody else needed to take up the mantle of, like, there are no other summoners that are trying to stop what's happening, basically, from what she's aware of. So now she has to kind of be the hero, which is why she has that complex all the time of, like, I, I don't know what I'm doing. I can't do this. This is not what I signed up for. Yeah, I. That's that's actually really played out rather well. I feel though, because like mm-hmm. it's I, I remembering now some of that those early moments, right? And yeah, I guess not. I didn't think about it until now mm-hmm. that you mentioned it. But yeah, it really did seem in a way like it, you were just sort of thrust into this 
Mm-hmm. Like, oh shit, I guess, I guess I'll do it then. Yeah, <laughs> that's basically and that, and that was literally like the backstory I gave Josh is the person who has to be the hero that didn't want to do it, that doesn't want to be here, doesn't want to do it, wants to like, she wants to live in her forest grove and she wants to garden. That's what she wanted to do. She went through summoner training so that she could manage the little tiny temple in the little tiny clearing that she lived in. That's it. That's all she wanted. It's not what happened. That's not how her life was going. Life rarely pan out. Yes, exactly. And her, I feel like her whole backstory is really tied into the overarching story because we're dealing with summoning stuff and crystals. It's not really her backstory, but she's she needed for that kind of thing. She's pretty pivotal. Yeah, we're fucked if she dies. <laughs> who's gonna? Yeah. Who's gonna? Who's gonna get us into the temples? <laughs> Breaking in. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, we, we've done quite a few stories, but it's uh, kind of awesome to. I've been planning out our next season, so uh, it'll be interesting to uh, find out more about Marquise's. Um, shadowy figure that's been following him and why he's uh, being hunted and why he was thrust into that body. We and... killed him once. We can kill him again. We killed him in the void, anyway. Oh, yeah. We, well, technically, kind of. Otherworld Becky did the final but Yeah. <laughs> I'm also, like, we got a taste, a nibble of Dinback's story. I was like, there hasn't been a whole lot yeah, for me. there was a nibble and I want I want more. Yeah. I love her, like, her parents give me, like, like Midwestern parent energy. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I, I like yeah. how my, my backstory's kind of like, I think it was pretty big and then I was like, it's developed more as we go. Like, I didn't have her, like, I didn't have her as someone who couldn't read until, like, midway. <laughs> yeah, that wasn't planned. <laughs> she could read in the, her native yeah, tongue. Yeah, she so just can't read, she, she just can't read common. Yeah. Which is a fun character trope. Mm-hmm. I mean, you don't see it very much, you know? Yeah. I love that idea. That, that happened in session. I was like, oh, oh she can't read Some now. of the best <laughs> character, like, personality decisions that I have ever come up with for characters that we've played. They're always on the fly. They're always on the fly. 100%. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, um, so in the last little bit of arc, we also got to uh, do a little bit with, uh, find out a little bit about uh, maybe what's drawing Marquise to Sapphras with uh, the mention of a family with the last name Ravendahl, so. We don't know that, though, because he didn't mention it. He has not mentioned that He yet. just said that, we need, that he also has a reason to go to Sapphras, so I'm interested to see, like, that tie-in. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah, uh, Ellie doesn't really have. Well, Ellie has. There's a there's a reason for the overall arcing story that we need to go to Sapphras. Mm-hmm. Personally, Ellie, the only reason she wants to go is because the author of the Marquise books lives there. <laughs> That's and a personal reason. She yes. has some stories to give this person, and so that that the seventh book can begin production. Yeah, that'll be interesting. Uh, I am excited, though, for uh, you guys to visit Sapphras, just because um, viewers, I guess, uh, personal on a personal issue, uh, I had uh, medical issues that have been figured out and medicated now. So uh, I feel like my storyboarding is a little more cohesive, so we can get a little more uh, juice out of this world, so to say. Um, so I'm actually really excited for you guys to, to tackle Sapphras because there are some really fun areas and, uh, a lot of lore that I've built into Sapphras here that hopefully you'll, uh, be able to explore. But I'm also excited, uh, for everybody's character journey here. Um, especially we have, uh, like you said, Din, uh, a little bit with her family there. Maybe something's going to come up. Uh, to deal yeah, with... You didn't need to go to Sapphires for anything, did you? No. Oh. So no one's really delved into, like, why Din is visiting, playing with you guys. Well... I've just, I've just been hanging out. I just assumed that... Din's just like, this is too much fun. I, I, you know, <laughs> Ellie, Ellie met shit. Din first, and they bonded over the desire to go wrestle a bear. That's right. And so Ellie's assumption is, we're traveling, and Din wants more more animals. And you can find animals while traveling. So <laughs> we, we, we it's been mentioned a couple of times, but we haven't really delved like too far. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just been pretty quiet with the backstory stuff. Yeah, yeah, that's true. It's okay. That's all right. I have things to bring that forward in this next arc. So Josh it'll be fun. Let anybody stay silent for long. Oh no, that's that's 
That's I, what D and D's for, folks. You gotta you gotta branch out. I will, I will say I'm interested to see. Like I don't know what anybody else's backstory is, obviously, but I'm interested to see how you took the backstory I gave you and did it so opposite to how I, in my head, I thought that it would go. Because like part of what I wrote was like, oh well, she's traveling currently because she's looking for Reese. I thought we would find Reese halfway through the campaign. <laughs> we found Reese episode two, and then he sacrificed himself into a crystal. And I was like, well, what is Ellen doing now? Because <laughs> she, she's not here to go on an adventure. She's here to find her friend and go home. Fuck. <laughs> oh, I've got plans for that. But I also have plans oh, for, yes. for Asher. I mean. Yeah. Uh, I love all of Asher's, like, green word stuff. I'm really, really interested to hear. Like, is that his family specifically? Is that, like, some... Vera have it, some don't. It is a some Vera have it, some don't. Okay. Um, in our world, uh, material makers are few and far in between, and material require the life stream to be uh, born, so to speak. Um, With the life stream being all wonky from whatever it is that the church is trying to do with it, is it making it, will it make it harder to make materia? Is it making, like, I don't know, Asher hasn't really said any, like, experience there is yet, but... There is something else that is going to make it very difficult for Asher to do anything with. Well, like, he's cursed. He's not cursed. He has a cursed blade. That's just uh. semantics. <laughs> he's cursed. <laughs> um, it was attached to him. But he has an attachment. There we go. We need to call an exorcist. But I don't feel like Asher wants to be exercised. I don't think he does either, and that's even more concerning. Who does? Who that's really wants to have to wake like, up? I'm and also, get the rest I'm of also a little right? bit concerned. Like this thing is, it, it feels like it's like attaching itself to him, to his soul, to his being. Like, what happens if we try to remove it? Will it kill him? Like. Will it kill him if it Stop stays attached to him? Don't no, listen. <laughs> does Asher even want to have well, it listen. unattached to him? I, I live with this man, and <laughs> I was watching a, a different, like, I think it was Critical Role. I was watching. Maybe. And Josh was like, hmm. <laughs> oh my God. And I was like, go out of the room. <laughs> Don't listen anymore. Don't think about whatever you were thinking about. And he does that. Several times a week, where he just is like, I've got an idea for D&D. <laughs> I'm concerned. It's, it's hard, too, because I have the type of personality that wants to uh, tell you all of these thread points. I'm having a hard time not telling you guys right now. Um, I was like, you two hardly hardly any fucking like... He doesn't tell me anything. I, what? No, no, he doesn't. And it's so I can tell that it's hard for him because it sometimes I'll come hard. home and he'll be like, I had the best idea for d and I've been working on it all day. And I'm like, tell me about it. And he's like, I can't. <laughs> what? You'll be like, I tell, I tell you guys like anything and I know the other person's heard it by like an hour later. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You no, know, he's so good. He's so wow. good. He won't tell me it, it kills me. It kills me because I need somebody to talk to about it, and I'm I have to wait until we actually get it in the episode for you guys to be like, oh shit, because I love that. I love that getting and, that from and you. And after it happens, after like we do something or we go somewhere, <laughs> yeah. or you know we're not going back somewhere, he's like, here's what you might have missed, or here's some mm. other ideas that I had. Um, if he's not gonna put it in later. So I get it afterwards, but that doesn't help me. Sometimes the car ride back. Mm-hmm. Sometimes the, oh, yep. the, the, yes. the commute back. Yes, yep. The commute back. Thanks for tuning in to Campaigns of the Plains channel. To catch new material every Friday on YouTube, and make sure to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and Facebook. Now, on with the show. Yeah, I, I am excited for this next season. Um, I'm also excited, you know, the progress that we've made, I feel like, with everybody uh, but Asher uh, having um, custom classes. So I, I Asher hope- feels like he... It feels to me like Eric was like, I'm going to, I'm going to test, I'm going to, I want to play like a D&D class. So it's not like a lot, you know, like he wanted to play fighter, right? Yeah. And he's taking like a subclass and stuff, but it felt like you were like, I'm going to make that Final Fantasy vibes. Oh, I mean, we're in Final <laughs> Fantasy world. I have yeah. to give him but something. I, I love that you made like what he is, which is just a fighter, which is a and d class, make it feel more Final Fantasy in the Final Fantasy world. I really enjoy that. 
Because it, it feels like it could be a Final Fantasy character with his like materials thing and his dark armor and his cursed blade and <laughs> he's making him a Dark Knight aren't you? It's just like an armory over there. Yeah. All of his things that he's collecting. Yeah, that's to... just Eric though. <laughs> that's why that's why I was like, you know what'd be really yeah, good for him? Magpie energy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's he's magpie. Uh but that's why I wanted to give him the blacksmithing got... stuff is because oh, like yeah. it would tie into that yeah. uh Eric's personality of wanting he's to the one with the bag of holding too, isn't he? He is, yeah. yeah. Perfect. So Plus magpie, all the weapons, yeah. doesn't mm-hmm. turn them into machines. Just get rid of it. Remember, remember that he had Never. the weapon after we needed something. Like when he messaged us in the chat, he was like, "Oh, I had a light weapon." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It wasn't. It whatever. wasn't until after the fight with totally. Oroshi that he remembered yeah. he has the uh, Dawnbringer mm-hmm. hammer. So I remember okay. that, and we were like, "Oh shit!" Meanwhile, <laughs> here I am. Like every time we get into a fight, like I look through all my magical items. I look through all of my spells. Like like a crack addict, like, trying to find something. And yet you that... still summon anima during the Osiroshi fight. Yeah, I know, because I forgot that elements are oh. a thing. I don't know. <laughs> bad choices. Uh... I don't... The reason... My reasoning behind that wasn't, like, I didn't process, oh, anima does darkness. I was like, anima's my highest-hitting summon currently. Mm-hmm. The other summons that I have, their hits are a little lighter. They don't have as much damage. So I'm like, this is a big dragon. Big damage. I didn't think. I want to smash. I've got I'm, I've got the mentality of a barbarian. <laughs> as not playing a barbarian, but the barbarian mentality is just who I am. The barbarian personally. brain kicks in. Yes. So I think big damage smash, and that's what I do. Unfortunately, didn't didn't pan out to big damage. It did not. And I believe Anima got... Uh, on summon. I just got murdered. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, lots of damage to Animal. But what did you guys think of the Oshiroshi fights? In my head, <laughs> it was like Oshiroshi crawling around on two legs, wiggling his little booty stump that was just um, <laughs> the, the Araha hanging on the back of it and around. <laughs> oh my god. That's what my head it was looking like, so it was comical in mm. my head. Um, but the fight was cool. We fought a dragon in the Dungeons and the Dragons. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we, we you guys his first dragon. No, we fought another dragon before. I just forgot the scales. You didn't fight him. Oh, no, we made him our friend. Yes. That's what we do. That you rescued him from a circus yeah, while traveling. Yeah, uh, yeah so. that was... I thought, I thought it was cool. I was stressed the whole time. But it was cool. The hints toward the light. <laughs> God, went way over your guys' head. It's like, yeah, and then there's this light, light breaks through. There's a big light. There's a light, light over, over here. here. Listen, yeah. we're dead. <laughs> it's all D&D players, by the way. Or my defense. I was not medicated. <laughs> <laughs> you did get yeeted. You got yeeted straight also, to the bottom of hell. Yeah. <laughs> all of our defenses, there's just a yeah. lot of ADHD at this table. Oh, oh I think... <laughs> I knew, but I thought the wolf died, and I was like, well, I have to hit him then. Yeah. I think that was my, like, oh, this should happen. But Din is not a smart person, and she's aggressive, so she's going to go hit him. Din has barbarian mentality. Oh, yeah, that's hard for me, because I'm, like, mage and, like, support, and I'm trying to play, like, an opposite character, so, like, it's so hard to play aggressive. That's how I feel, because I'm an aggressive player, and I am playing a mage. Yeah, like, we flipped. It is so hard for me not to run in there with Ellie and be like, smash! Like, I'm a quiet person. It's hard to play someone aggressive. And I am an aggressive person. It is... It's so hard to not be aggressive. I guess... Ellie's so timid. I don't even know that... Marquise would really have been aware of those sorts of things and like would that like I don't know if he would have really been aware that light would have actually been useful or like that particular source of light I mean yes he's intelligent but like I've even said on multiple occasions like I I don't know shit about magic <laughs> that's fair <laughs> so you're not magic guy you are science guy yeah like he's he's not like he knows some arcane things but that I, I was like, I don't even know that I don't know if it's something that he would really be that aware of. So I love how your character cup like the things that you can do and make are similar to spells that magic users can cast. But you're like, no, you guys, you don't understand. You don't need to, to like do weird magic things with these components. You can just put them together and yeah. it'll have the same effect in a potion. Yeah. 
It's that's what I do love about the Alchemist, though, is um, and and for all of these classes, ladies and gents, we will have um, our first set uh, out on Patreon for you guys to be able to at some point in time be able to um, yes, that make one your of my own questions from the TikToks people have asked. Can we play these classes? Uh, you will be Can able to play. play homebrew? <laughs> you will be able to play this homebrew. Uh, I want to balance it a little bit more. That's why I'm glad that nobody has really multi-classed so we can uh, test out these classes for you before I put them out there all willy-nilly because there's one thing that I hate and that's like either super duper OP classes or super duper underpowered classes. Uh, I like to find a nice balance. It's not always going to happen, but uh, some classes are innately kind some. of overpowered in D&D anyway. Yeah, the one I'm having a real hard time balancing right now is Black Mage, just because I mean, in Becky Final Fantasy, it's a damage class. Yes, yeah. Becky can put out a bunch of damage, but at but the same okay. time... There are classes in regular D&D that they're made to do damage. That yep. is their job. They Even spellcasters. And that is why they are glass cannons. But at the same time, I want Becky to feel <laughs> like she's... I want the Black Mage to feel like it's not just a copy of another already happening mage because... Mm-hmm. Uh, D&D already has a lot of mages, and it's real hard to flavor a mage um, that is almost purely damage when at least yeah. some of the other mages in D&D have some utility. Some utility, maybe not a lot. Mm-hmm. So Yeah, the, the black mage is not is not there for utility. No, it is not. It is there to hurt you. Yep. That is it. Yep, and and we'll, we'll work it around. We'll get to it. Um, but I feel like we've made some breakthroughs. I feel like summoner is in a very good place. There might be some uh, changes to stat blocks for summons later down the road. Um, but basically, the abilities I feel like are in a pretty good spot. Yeah, I feel like all of the abilities are in a good spot. The only thing that I had feedback for you was that some of the first summons that I get. Um, that you created feel as as we're in that like mid level range of levels starting to get up there and they don't feel like they do a lot of damage mm-hmm. and they are going to evolve in a few levels to a higher tier where they will do more damage but I almost wonder if either that should happen sooner or if their damage in the first classes should level with them but that's something we can play test on out. Yeah, it's, uh, we've been making these basically uh, subclasses of already existing D&D classes, so we've been trying to put them into D&D Beyond uh, for ease of people accessing them. Um, but he also has fully flushed out classes. Well, not fully flushed out, but you did build classes with subclasses for each of these originally. Originally, yes, yeah. but it was a lot of work. So, a lot of, um, a lot of management. And then also, there's a lot of like coding issues and D&D Beyond uh, coding issues that you have to think of. And that's mm-hmm. big old pain in the ass. Uh, my pets. Uh, yeah. Yeah, the pets. I think, <laughs> I, HP pets. I think, <laughs> I think that is the, the, the common issue that we have is that the, the summons and the pets. You all Something would pick balance. the classes yeah. that have their own pets. You and uh, oh, Milos too. Milos yeah. as well has pets. things that he can. Yeah, yeah. pets is the theme Josh, of the party. When when he when we decided we were going to do the Final Fantasy campaign, Josh was like, "Here are all the classes that I have full like the fully classes built for, and here are some of the other ones that I you know that you could do pick from um, if you want to pick. You can pick the D and D classes if you want to, and." Almost all of us picked a fourteen or a Final Fantasy subclass or class, and almost all of us picked all of us actually picked the most difficult ones. We, like nobody picked a like <laughs> a fighting class. Yeah, no, that not really. Easier to put together than having to come up with like you waste magic stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah, that's that's fair. It's, I almost did pick dragoon because class. that's my main on fourteen. But I thought I jump around every day in fourteen. Let's play something different. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't like Summoner. 
and 14. Okay, I'm sorry. You know? The rework's amazing. You need to play it. Anyway. <laughs> oh, wait, have you played the rework? No. No, yes. I, haven't, I haven't played the rework yet. I might like it after I play the rework you guys have gotten there yet. It's got but some yeah, melee. Uh, Ooh, melee. <laughs> okay. okay. So, yeah, I mean, basically that. Mm-hmm. And I think uh, Milos is going to be on that same kind of uh, area where we might need to play around with stat blocks. Um, but... At the same time, I feel like he's also in a pretty good place uh, now that we've hammered down what those do. Uh, being able to summon the Luapon and just have that be able to buff you or, you know, give you defense, give you offense uh, before even manifesting it uh, is a nice touch on that Geomancer well, class. So. What's the subclass that you struggle the most with creating? Honestly, there's there was a lot of work for all of the classes, except for the two classes that have been giving me the most fucking trouble are Alchemist and Black Mage. So I'm not really surprised. <laughs> I didn't know which way I wanted to go with Alchemist because D&D already has so many potions and items that they could be using that it felt more D&D than it did Final Fantasy, and I want these classes to feel Final Fantasy. So, um, with this most recent rework, we we didn't have, like, I, I would make items, like, uh, based on kind of a tier system, uh, on and I would give those to you from time to time. So that's why, if you guys go back and watch uh, older... Uh, episodes. I will give him the descriptions for items, and I thought, man, that that's a lot of management, and it's not enough rule structuring. I, I really think so. Um, that's why we went back and we reworked it now. And oh my god, I, I'm going to tell you right now, Christian. The first two iterations I had of the rework were god awful because so <laughs> every time I came home, he was like, I think this is the one, and then the <laughs> next day he'd be like, No, that was trash. This is the one. <laughs> It was literally like six hours of work, like out the window twice or three times, because I had this whole Excel sheet set up because I was actually going to follow uh, Final Fantasy X's uh, mixing uh, stylizations, where you would have been able to like just mix like random ingredients to make a certain thing, or bigger ingredients or potions to make another thing, but I was like... Why am I giving these things rule structures when these things already exist? So it was like this Excel sheet that was like almost the max of what Excel sheets could uh, hold. And I was like, this is dumb. Why am I doing this? Because this is too much information. And I was like, man, I know Christian loves management, but I feel like this might be a little too much. (laughs) So, okay. So on my end, before we did the rework, uh, it was really getting to a point. Like I, I had several different things set up to try and manage this where I had like I had a list of ingredients that I had to keep track of. I had a list of my formula that I had to keep track of and how many of those had I crafted. Uh, did I put them in the bandolier or the potion deliverance apparatus? That's still something you have to keep track of though. Because yeah, those are magical items. But see Christian's stacking right those but see stacking those on top of what can I make? Can I make it? <laughs> what do I need to buy? Yep. Christian's over here playing a full-on video game yeah, with a full-on I mean, on. it's like, holy shit. Um, it was unwieldy uh, at yeah. the beginning. And then there was just me and Pedro over here flipping through our card catalog. So, so like, every <laughs> time you get to me in combat, I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I'm still scrolling. I'm still scrolling. I don't know yet. I can't figure it out. Where's the word for it? Yeah, yeah. I can't. I'm missing one ingredient. Do you like, have any? Use an Excel sheet for his Excel sheet. Yes, yes. Uh, but yeah, no. The the very first rework I had, I was using that mixology sheet, and I was like, no, this is too much. This is like, like I said, it was. 200, 300 different mix, uh, mixings of like things. I feel like we should was... superimpose the math meme above Christian's head in all of the old episodes <laughs> while he's oh. sitting there figuring things out. But yeah, no, the first the first rework was that that giant thing. and the, Or actually, that was the second rework. The first rework, I was like, oh, I'm just going to... What I was going to do is I was going to uh, do a little bit of the... Uh, I looked at Final Fantasy XI's uh, mixing sheet for a second... And that was kind of cool because it was like, okay, this is element, 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 element. So you got all of the elements, and then here is a body, uh, spirit, uh, mana, and something else. And it was like, you mix these together, they make these things. And I was like, oh, that's pretty simple. 
And we could just, you know, uh, use a spell slot to make it a higher tier. That's not bad. Uh, but then I realized that, like, the list was actually longer. It was, like, body, spirit, uh, pets, uh, armor, weapon. And then the list went this far along, even though the elements were, like, this far along. Did you also, like, incorporate which way you have to face when you're making the potion? Yeah, no. And no, what time of the day? Yeah, no. What color is the moon? Yeah, no, none what of that. What month is it? <laughs> and what continent you're on? That's 11. <laughs> okay. So wait, so, okay, so now you've talked about all the iterations. Wow. How does it work now? Uh, so yeah, then the, then the second one was the giant worksheet. And I was like, no, fuck this. This is too much. Uh, so I threw that shit out the, uh, out the window. And then now we actually have, um, like, uh, I have a set tier of potions that he can make. So, um, the alchemist class is, just like regular alchemist class uh, in D&D, it is a subclass of artificer. Uh, so the artificer is a half class, so they'll have spell slots up to five. Um, so the the nice thing now with uh, this one is that now Christian can manage what potions he makes at the beginning of the day. So the rules with the potions are he uses his spell slots already before combat for the day uh, or or even before a long or short rest, he can make those potions ahead of time. So uh, the nice thing about the potions is uh, they, they kind of do similar things as uh, certain magics. However, they're a little bit weakened, but the benefit of that is that they cannot be canceled. They cannot be dispelled because they're not, po- they're not magical effects. He's using his magic, like a little bit of that in- or arcane knowledge to be able to mix those ingredients ahead of time uh, to produce a magical effect, but it is not magic in nature. So uh, he makes those things ahead of time. They can't be dispelled. They can't be countered. It, it is a physical thing that happens. And so he uses it through the bandolier. It can. <laughs> and it's still magic anyway. Turn it into mammoths. Well, the effect comes from the bandolier, not the potions. Can turn it into so how are you doing off ingredients then? Or are there What's ingredients? That? Uh, so just like uh, spells in D&D, there are components to it. I've actually based those components off of Final Fantasy XIV's components for similar spells. So uh, it is component-based. It is not something he needs to keep track of if or anybody needs to keep track of if you're not using that. He just needs to put a certain portion of gold towards it. So, But I love when spells have components because then you can make it, like, flavor it. Kind of like how um, uh, Sapphire used to, like, feed the components. Did I hear there are this? a few things that I know are, that are in my list that I know how to make, but I don't... Um, I, I haven't touched on yet because we haven't reached a point where I've seen the ingredients. Or it would make sense that you would know it. Well, so, for example, there are, you know, there's a few potions that require feathers from birds that, you know, relate to fire. I'll let you all, I mean, you know, you run your imagination. How We've, seen phoenix. Phoenix. We've seen a phoenix. We've seen a phoenix. The bird girl has one. No. Oh, no, she had a phoenix feather on her. I thought yep. she had a phoenix. She let it out fly with it. That was not a phoenix. Oh, it wasn't. No. Oh. Um, Din had a phoenix statue oh. that she had used to resurrect uh, Asher when he had come back to life. Yeah, but it failed. <laughs> no, he came back to life. Came back no, mine failed. Yours what? Oh, well, yeah, well your your per your he came back to check. life, but my check failed. Your check yeah. failed, but he came back to life. He did come back to life, so yeah. it was it was part of an overall yeah, success. Supply of. We lost our phoenix. We did lose <laughs> And Jack will never give us another one. Valuable resources. Valuable resource. But yeah, no, so but I have you know what? We have a shoe belt. We have a shoe belt. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think those are going to be useful for me. Oh, we'll find out. But yeah, some some of the uh, some of the things, some of the components I actually had to come up with myself. Uh, because they were items, they're items in, that exist in Final Fantasy, but they don't exist in 14. So I've had to come up with some of the ingredients and I'm trying to look up like what one of the ingredients are. I have all of the, 
uh, ingredients listed. And the really awesome part is, just as an example here, I have um, a potion of mind that uh, Christian can make beforehand. Uh, so this was another thing in the giant uh, list is that I had each different uh, effect as a different potion uh, on that giant list, but I've condensed the three mind stats down to just one potion because otherwise you have three at this level, then you'll have six at the next, or nine at the next level, and then it splits off and it gets uh, into a giant fucking headache. I feel like Christian would have to have an Excel spreadsheet yeah. with highlights, I with was tabs. originally going to just make a fucking app. <laughs> Well, you won't have to now. So many spell components that he designs an app for it. Uh, But yeah, just uh, so basically as a um, as a little nibble um, for what you might expect in uh, Patreon content later on if you do pick up the Alchemist. Um, So it is just a potion of mind. It is a first level potion. So uh, when he creates the potion, he can pick one of the cognitive attributes that will be fortified, either intelligence, wisdom, or charisma. Uh, the target of the potion gains advantage on saving throws and ability checks of the chosen cognitive attribute for the next six rounds. Uh, once the effects of the potion dissipate, the target gains disadvantage on the chosen cognitive attribute for the next hour. So it Oof. is one of those, like, it, it's it's a drug, guys. It's it's a drug. Woo! So <laughs> Like uh, when you haste somebody. Exactly. Yeah. did establish that I was big pharma. Pretty early on. Mm, it's true. Yeah, did, so. Did, yeah. um, but so basically, uh, he needs to have made, or, or so uh, he does have cantrip level potions that he doesn't have to waste time on, and he can just have um, have one of each just at the ready at any point in time that he takes the rest and makes them. Uh, but basically, he needs one of those weak potions of mines, um, and he needs uh, an epsilon uh, accelerator, which uh, is a couple of different parts from what we call wavekin, or uh, things that live near bodies of water. Uh, so he needs to have uh, either a wavekin blood for intelligence, uh, a wavekin shell for wisdom, or a wavekin scale for charisma. So that's way more specific than I thought you would be. Huh? I thought that's way more specific than I thought. Oh yeah. I was thinking like maybe like. Well, I don't want to ruin your stuff, like, but like, what if you like get like a material from a monster and be like, this is a tier one damage ingredient, or like, hey, I pulled this feather, this is a tier one healing ingredient or a utility. So ingredient. that's the next table I will have to make. Unfortunately, alchemists are just gonna have to <laughs> have millions and millions of tables, uh, and we will whittle them down. Uh, but uh, with the addition of like, I want to make it as narrow focused as I can um, just because I, I want to keep that whole wavekin uh, vilekin soulkin uh, thing from the Final Fantasy 14 universe uh, just because it takes a whole uh, family of creatures and puts them into a category without having to be like oh you have you know, red dragon blood. It's different than black dragon blood. No, it's 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 dragonkin. It's fine. It's dragon blood. So, uh, yeah, it's taking those big ideas and then whittling them down. Um, you gotta make it. You gotta make it simple enough for it to work well with the D and D class. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Like item management, like item um, component management, something that spell classes do can do if your DM says you can. Um, well, not even if or, they say you can. It's they, if you they, have to. If you, if you have to. If they make you. If, if they, they do. If they want you to. Or if it's as simple as, yeah, I want you to use ingredients. You can just buy component pouches. I'll have all your base ingredients. The ones that have monetary costs. Just use the money value kind of thing. Exactly. Um, which I think you could probably do with this class, too, yeah, depending absolutely. on how you want to play it. Yep. Josh, I'm sure, is going to be like, no, you actually have to fight a phoenix feather. No. <laughs> well, I mean, yes, on certain things. I mean... <laughs> no, but yes. There, there to are Christian, certain, to Christian. <laughs> there, yes, there are certain things like resurrection spells and whatnot that do cost that diamond. Well, it is going to cost that diamond. You're not going to find that diamond in a component pouch uh, of simple ingredients. That's just not going to happen. So, so, but would you make him, if, like... Would he have to obtain a phoenix feather, or could he pay the cost like you would for a diamond? Um, I mean, that that all depends on what we uh, decide yeah, as... I don't know, it's... 
I guess that's just like for like I said earlier, I have been holding back on some of those things because we haven't really encountered them, mm-hmm. and so I I guess it's just you also haven't searched for the ingredients either. So yeah, so for some things, especially I would say in particular with the more complex. This is crazy because now we're getting into game design and I'm like, oh boy, this is what I fucking do. Um, my jam! Uh, but yeah, no, I think it's just all of the, obviously all of these systems come down to like when we get to the point where we can let y'all fucking play with them, you decide what's best for your group, right? But I just figure at least discovering them is important enough to kind of, is sort of like the unlocking feature, right? Yeah, oh, yeah. Now you, now you know mm-hmm. how this stuff. Works. Now you had to obtain this yeah. ingredient. Yep. That so. makes. I think that makes sense. Yeah. Especially for ingredients that do big things like resurrection magic, which we've yeah. established in our campaign is not something that is common. Mm-hmm. Um, and when yeah. things like that are not something that are common, then you should have to work hard. To Which I, so, I absolutely love. Sorry to yeah, go no, to the no, aside. No. The Final Fantasy, a little bit of lore, maybe maybe I'm teaching you a little bit on this one. Um, in Final Fantasy lore, uh, technically, and, and a lot of different directors have said this, when a character goes down, they're not dead. Uh, they're, they're just at that, like, on death's door kind of, uh, area, just like going down in D&D. And, uh, one of the, the Phoenix Down, uh, items actually, like, revivify them. It brings them back up, uh, to a healthy, you know. That's kind of like in D&D when you go unconscious, you're not dead until you do your death saves and healing will bring you back. Um, but you need more potent magic to revive you. And it's harder, and and it takes you know big costs. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Yeah, and that's where I, I was just thinking, like, yeah, we've got a few characters now that can use magic as a means to like bring back someone. Who yeah, it's Milos, and you can do the the spells like the Phoenix Down oh. potion. I know Milos can't. I thought you had some. No, not anymore. Okay. Josh no. reworked me. Oh yeah. Good. Okay, you will be lost those. I don't. And it worked Milos into Druid. Yeah. <laughs> we, we, we swapped. I think we swapped. You we did. Subclasses. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, I'm, I'm just going to finish up the idea on, on uh, Christian's yeah. uh, uh, character here real quick. But with uh, Alchemist, there's, there's definitely still a lot more work uh, that both both of us need to do. And, you know, I just wanted to make a basis for, for going forward. But, I mean... Final Fantasy has so many other items in it that, like, I tried to touch on, uh, but you also have the fact that it's in D&D, and we also need some utility to the what potions you can do and stuff like that. So we'll have to figure some things out, but I think at the time we're in a good position going forward, I would say. It's a a balancing act. Yeah. Uh, And and because we're limiting ourselves to the confines of 5th edition. And D&D Beyond. Uh, yeah, more specifically D&D Beyond, which has a lot of... Yeah, we could make things as complicated as it was yeah. one as we pen and papered it, but it's a lot of management. Yeah. It's a lot of management to do things with pen and paper. I remember doing it that way, and it was a binder with, like, lists which, and spell uh, which cards. Which isn't bad. Which is it's not bad. bad. It's not bad. I prefer the <laughs> It's not bad. And it's, it's nice because there's there's physical things to it, but I do like the simplicity of having it all on the computer. So my Astro had, like, 26 pages printed out. Yeah. I still have my binder cre- that I created for my first visit, fifth edition character that has all of their abilities and all, like, I have an item, like, laminated item sheet and, like, because I had the bag of holding in our campaigns, so I had it all out and everything. And I, it, it's fun to see it, especially if you are, if you are the school supply kid <laughs> and you like having, having school supplies and writing things down on paper. And, like, A new so, notebook, man. Just... And, yeah. yeah. So if you were the school supply kid, you might like pen and paper management, but it is the convenience of online is is nice too. Well, we have hit an hour. Oh, oh, yes. so, so oh, next. I think we need to do our wrap up. Yeah. Uh, oh man, it got away from us. They real did. Quick. They did. We got Josh on a tangent. Uh, Subclasses. But yeah, guys, uh, so basically what it boils down to is last episode, uh, they got their airship and they're on the way to Safras. So 
make sure that you tune in. That way you know what is going down with these guys. And We do not have a start date for season two yet. Not yet, but no. it will probably be in, I would guess... The fall. The late fall at this point with Albany. Hard to say. Yep. We've... We're it depends on, on when we finish up our monster of the week um, season two campaign. Um, so watch that; it's cool. And that you know, if you are like us millennials and a child of the '90s, you will like this season because there's so many '90s references already. Already, so yeah. Many. So yeah, thanks for tuning in, guys, for this outer character. Sorry about uh, not having an episode eighty, uh, but make sure that you go to all of these socials down here uh we also have to add in we have a tiktok we have threads now that's a thing oh, yeah. so uh make sure to go and follow us over there at campaigns of the plains um thanks for tuning in guys we appreciate you every time see you next time bye thank you for tuning in to the campaigns of the plains channel Catch new material every Friday on YouTube, and make sure to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and Facebook.